KTRS Sports with Martin Kilcoin. Presented by Offenberg Hyundai and Triad Bank. He's a sports director to the region, and uh, he's our go-to every Wednesday, Martin Kilcoin from Fox 2 News. Good morning, Martin Kilcoin. McGraw, good to be with you. Sun's coming out. It's going to be a beautiful day. Everything's great in the world, right? Oh, yeah. Can you explain to me? <laughs> except except at Mizzou, right? Except at Mizzou. Can you explain to me this move she made? It seems out of the blue, out of nowhere. Could it really be that they put a level of um, of uh, above her as a, as a, as guardrails? I mean, that's what people are saying. Can that possibly be true? You're talking about Desiree Reed Francois leaving Mizzou as the athletic director. And one thing I had said on Monday is the college sports world is just upside down. It's crazy. Nothing makes sense. Except at Mizzou, things were sort of stabilizing. You had an athletic department that just got a $62 million donation. Football team coming off an 11-win season. Oh, and then the AD just up and quits. It doesn't make sense to leave the SEC to go to the Big 12. It just doesn't make sense if you're an athletic director. It also doesn't make sense to go to a program, an athletic department, that reportedly is almost $200 million upside down and taking a pay cut. And people said, well, Desiree Reed, Francois, went to law school in Arizona. It's a nice place to live. That doesn't matter in this competitive world of what's the better job. Mizzou right now is a better job than Arizona. So to your point, they started this oversight committee. I think it was just announced maybe a week or two ago, but it probably had been building. I think this goes back even after the 2022 season. People weren't all that excited about Eli Drinkwitz, three straight years of 500 ball, and the board of curators voted to give him a raise. They did that without her permission or really her input. And I think she said, well, wait a minute. That's kind of my job, right? I'm the athletic director. The board of curators for years has always sort of been uh, in charge when they want to be. They jump in. They did that during the coaching search. Jim Sterk was in charge. Right. Now, they may, have, they may have gotten it right. They said, we don't like any of your choices. Jim Sterk had like a list of five. They said, we like this guy at Appalachian State. We're going to go talk to him. So the board of curators at Mizzou, for better or worse, has always been very involved. Uh, and you hear things down there. I think Drinkwitz and Desiree Reed, Francois, were never warm and fuzzy. So did that thing get a little uncomfortable? I don't know. I think, but it, I think it's fair to guess slightly assume that she just didn't like it down there, didn't like the setup, and said, I'm getting out of here. I mean, her son plays on the basketball team. That is correct. Now, I don't know if he stays or goes or that'll alter the fortunes of Mizzou basketball, but, <laughs> right, she seemed to be really just kind of getting her stride. Like I said, a $62 million donation, a football program that should be good again, a basketball program that's horrible this year but has one of the best recruiting classes in the country, so you're hoping – like other programs, you can turn it around quickly. It seemed to be everything was trending up, and then she up and leaves. That job at Arizona just opened about two weeks ago. They fired their AD for financial mismanagement. They're having all kinds of financial problems. So it's not like she and Arizona have been talking for months and months and months. This came up quickly, and she probably had a decision to make. Do I want to stay here, or do I want to get out? And, again, you don't leave the SEC for the Big 12. How stable is the Big 12 long-term? I guess it's okay for a while. Listen, it's, it's, it's good money, over a million bucks. You're going to live in Arizona. Yeah, she went to law school there, whatever. There's no doubt in my mind she just wanted out. Yeah. And if you're Mizzou, it's just sort of always a little messy down there. There's always some politics. There's always some 
I mean, we could go back over. Remember the jailhouse recordings with Ricky Clemens, yeah. the wife of the president. There's always just a major soap opera with all things Mizzou. So the next question is, who's going to take the job when the last guy left for less money? Um, right. I mean, that who's going to who's going to want to walk into this hornet's nest, if you will. Right. Everybody they interview is going to also be interviewing them and saying, hey, I'm in a pretty good place right now. I'd love to come to Mizzou. You know, the short list that you get thrown around, a lot of those names include people with Mizzou ties, either spent time you know, playing football there. The AD up at Buffalo played football at Mizzou. He was a candidate the last time. Uh, even the athletic director at Appalachian State, who hired Eli Drinkwitz, he has Mizzou on his resume with a couple of stints there. I'm sure Eli will push for him. <laughs> he say, hey, that's my guy. He hired me once before. But I think it's still a great job. You're still going to get paid a lot of money to be in the SEC. So there will be plenty of candidates who want it. But I think anyone who takes it is going to ask a lot of questions first. Yeah. Uh, I, if, if the guy from Appalachian State gets it, I believe his name is Doug Gillen, and, again, he worked at Mizzou in two different stints. If he gets it, that tells me that Drinkwitz is running the show in Columbia. And I, I think Drinkwitz is tight with the board of curators. We'll see what kind of influence he has here. But I don't want to paint it as Eli versus Desiree. I don't think that's fair. But I certainly think their relationship and how the board views him versus how they view her, I think that was a factor. Yeah, I find that, that weird that there 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 would be a rift between the two. They seem like pretty I, – I, I don't think a rift, but I don't think – I just don't think it was ever real warm and fuzzy. And as soon as she announced she was leaving, Eli put out a tweet and he said, thanks for all your work or whatever. But then the next line was like, we'll be fine. We're on our way. <laughs> like it wasn't, it wasn't overly. I mean, Hallmark would not have approved that one. See ya. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's kind of what it read like to me. And, and maybe not a little harsh, but it, it felt a little bit like, yeah, yeah, good for you, but we're we're fine. See ya. Uh, she endeared me uh, when she, during that, was there a rain out or a thunder out or a delay? And she got behind the bar and started serving draft beers. Remember that? <laughs> I loosely remember that. I think when she first got there, I thought, candidly, as a public speaker, I thought she was a little awkward, wasn't a great speaker. That was one of my critiques of Jim Sterk. And I said, I, I just want somebody who can communicate well. I think she really got more comfortable in the role. People, she kind of became really identifiable with Mizzou athletics. And, again, I feel like she had just found her stride, and maybe she felt, you know, undone. This it, oversight in college athletics is probably a good thing, but down there it does always seem to – with Mizzou, it just always feels like meddling. Yeah. And, 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 and again, you get a $62 million donation, that's yeah. your number one job almost as yeah. an AD these yeah. days is to find money and – Maybe one day she'll tell the whole story. You're doing something right if you're getting a $62 million check. So, yeah. uh, what? Uh, how was your interview with Travis Ford, the poor guy? Yeah, we talked on Sunday, played it on Monday night in its entirety. Um, I, I think he would say these are, are all excuses. Every answer he had, he said, I know these sound like excuses. I know these sound like excuses. I said, should you be judged on this year or your eight years? Because I think the people who are critiquing him, who think he should be fired, will say it's not about this year. It's eight years, one NCAA tournament, no A-10 titles. To me, it's like the Cardinal discussion we have all the time. Is it a a blip? Is it a trend? And I think a lot of Bilkin fans are saying this is a trend. This is sort of who we are. We need to be better. He feels it's a blip. And that when they were at their best, talent-wise, with Goodwin and French and Collins and Perkins, that really COVID undid any momentum they had. It does sound like an excuse. 
I, I think there's a group out there who 100% thinks he should be fired. What I don't know, and I asked him, what has he been told? What have you heard? And he said, nothing. And I said, well, what are you going to tell him? Because he kept saying, I have a plan. And I said, when you sit and meet, whether it's with Chris May or the administration, what, what are you going to tell them? And he said, I've got this plan to turn this around quickly. He says they didn't handle the NIL, and the, the portal. They weren't really well prepared as to how to attack it. And a lot of that is you just got to have money these days to, yeah. to hire kids, yeah. as crazy as that is. My, my gut is I think he's going to get fired, but I don't know that for sure. But I went to – a lot of people said, why even bother? What are you talking about for? What a waste. And I said, well, if we're all talking about him and saying he's going to get fired, I wouldn't mind at least hearing from him <laughs> I think well, <laughs> if, he's, if he's willing to talk. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, you know, and, and kudos for him for, for going on and, and answering questions and, uh, you know, sort of laying on the line. But if they're behind the eight ball with the transfer uh, situation and the NIL money, it, it doesn't matter who's coaching. You could have – Dare I say, Rick Pitino coached the team, and nothing would happen because, hey, man, you got to pay him to play. Yeah, it's it's a whole new landscape. I don't know, and Pitino has been really outspoken. He does kind of seem like the grouchy old guy at St. John's. Like, well, dude, why'd you take this job? But I think he's trying to, and Rick Pitino's got a ton of money. His resume is well established. I think he's trying to be a voice for the entire game. And granted, he's got plenty of things on there that are not perfect in his past. But I think he's trying to help be a voice for all these college coaches and say, we've got to fix this. We've got to have a payroll. We've got to have, you know, just a way to organize this because eventually, and I've never understood this, if you're Gonzaga, you got a great program, how big is your alumni base versus the Michigan alumni base or the Ohio State alumni? There's no way you could com- compete long term. They're just going to have more people to call upon. Mizzou's going to have more millionaire or billionaire alums than St. Louis U is. I, I just don't know how that's going to work out. It might end up like baseball where you have your small market teams and your big market teams. I also think that, you know, you talk to some of these people, eventually uh, they're just going to break off and have a professional college league. You know, the slews of the world are going to say, look, we're going to govern by these rules. And, you know, the Mizzou's and the Michigan's and the Nebraska's and the Ohio State's, they're going to play with these rules. Because it's just to, to to have Gonzaga play against Kansas in terms of you know, the resources just doesn't make any sense. And when you talk about you know fixing it, correcting it, or making it manageable for everybody, we always say, well, who's going to do that? And then we say, well, maybe the NCAA and everybody groans, oh, those guys, what are they? <laughs> they can't. And then people say, no, 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 this is bigger. We'll get Congress involved. And this person, oh no, not them. Tell me who you want, who you trust to get involved and actually fix this because those two options are widely rejected. Uh, Once again, valid points by Martin Kilcoin. Maybe next week we can tackle the uh, Major League Baseball jersey controversy. Um, Martin Kilcoin, who is your sponsor? Sponsor is Offenberg Hyundai. They're the original Hyundai dealer in this era. This back in 1989, which is a great trivia nugget, but more important, they continue to lead in customer satisfaction. So if you're in the market for a new car, it's Offenberg Hyundai. That's O'Fallon, Illinois, not far at all from downtown St. Louis, Highway 64. I know people in St. Louis, oh, I don't want to go all the way to Illinois. Not that far. And if you're buying a new car, make sure you're getting it from the right place. They also have a great selection of pre-owned vehicles. Check out all the inventory online. It's OffenbergHyundai.com. Any fallout from your uh, Kevin Demoff rant last week? Kevin Demoff call you up and wish you a happy Valentine's Day or anything? I have, you know, I, I, I still follow him on Twitter. 
I still have his cell phone. I have not heard from him. I would love to uh, speak to him at some point. You know, I was in Canton. Which summer would this have been? I think it was the Isaac Bruce year and even the Vermeil year, and he was not in attendance because I was. my wife was with me at the Dick Vermeil party. She loves Coach Vermeil. And she said, well, what will you do if you see him? And I said, I will try very hard not to punch him. And she said, well, she said, please don't. Please don't. And so I, he was not there. So we, I've not run into the man in years. And, uh, no, I have not heard from him, to be candid. Gotcha. Uh, is your wife going to the woodworking show this weekend? I thought of that when I heard the commercial. Everyone's woodworking for the weekend, which is a great line. Uh, I don't know that she's aware of it, but I will make her aware. And let me get McGraw will be picking my wife up for a special date where they can go look at saws. Oh, man, that sounds fantastic. Martin, have a good week. <laughs> Talk to you next yeah. week. All right, Martin Kilcoin from Fox 2 News here. Uh, his wife's a big woodworker. And every time we see her, we just sit and talk woodworking. Fantastic.